0: From from World Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host Porter. To my left, the master of disguise, Mister Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. To my right, the master of these fries, Mister Tommy Dixon. Mmm, French fries. Put extra salt on those next time. What the fuck's wrong with you? Extra crispy, I don't know. Dude. I like mine crispy. No. He's one of them double fry guys. This guy's a creep. How we doing, gentlemen?
1: Ah, <laughs> doing great it's podcast day it's warm outside it'll
0: snow tomorrow that's right <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> that's what happens in michigan the wild has taken over it's crazy yes speaking of the wild however oh <laughs> all right we have a friend with us today coming from the the wild lands in the south almost the, the wild west even hey, don't step on my shit sir <laughs> <laughs> it's a good friend of the show. He's he's uh, one of our back, he's a storyteller in our Discord. Our good friend CJ. Welcome to the show, CJ. Honey, how y'all doing today? Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> he did it up. I'm just imagining a cowboy hat now. <laughs> well he's from Texas. Of course he has a cowboy hat. What the fuck's wrong with you? Get the boots to match. Right? <laughs> Don't have the boots.
2: The hat's in the other room though.
1: At Is that even legal down there? To not have the boots?
2: Well, to not have the hat on.
1: He's not outside the house.
2: When you're indoor, when you're inside, you're not supposed to have the hat on, man. Come on.
1: That's okay. common courtesy.
2: My, my mistake.
3: Is it because the top of the hat will hit the, like...
1: Deer antlers?
0: Or the... Why does the hat have antlers?
1: It's a deer antlers on the wall.
0: You didn't say on the wall. Well,
1: on the wall, dear well, like that's you where you hang, hang the hat. I'm, no, I'm just saying that's it's where gonna, you hang the hat.
3: There you go. There you go. See, I just thought maybe the top of the hat was going to hit the frame of the door.
0: That's a big hat. Uh, exactly. Well, I think that was the point. Thank you. Where are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm, this is not the worst opening we've had. No, no it really it's isn't. Fine. And it's still good. I want to point back to our Amazon episode <laughs> where it went with the raisin segue that had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I was probably proud of that one That was, that was fantastic
3: Speaking of shriveled raisins <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: I turned that around Speaking of shit shows
2: <laughs> well, so I'm going to keep that one in the chamber
1: maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe Might have to load that up again
3: huh. Chamber <laughs> loaded up <laughs> Texas The west Rutabaga, <laughs> Slipjack,
1: Danny's fired. Ford Escort, <laughs>
3: stop sign, <laughs>
0: Turtles,
1: Albuquerque. Danny's fired. Yeah,
0: that's all right. So CJ, wanna? <laughs> 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 you can't guys. even do it. I can't dude. even, man. What the fuck's happening? All right, it's all my fault. Danny's throwing the mojo off. No, so CJ, you uh, you do uh, tell run a game in our Discord.
2: Hadoop Duke and it is specifically a Wild West game that's we re- started up fairly recently.
0: Which, interestingly enough, is why we asked you on the show. Uh-huh. That's uh, what we're talking today: the Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh, I'm still
3: fired. Sorry,
0: I'm I, all right. Mike. <laughs> <Yeah, I just, laughs> well, I'm just I'm a little embarrassed. That, that felt like a reference to the Will Smith movie. Yeah,
1: but he was going for it,
0: and and uh, so now I feel like someone's going to come slap you. <laughs> wow. Oh too soon.
1: Like too I'm not too
0: soon. I'm I'm like I, nah, I'm not saying I'm gonna, but no. I feel like you've just invited that to happen.
3: I was just thinking in my head, Yosemite Sam. <laughs> that was a terrible Yosemite Sam. I wasn't impression. thinking the voice. I, that's just who I was thinking of when okay. I said it, because I'm he
0: said it before. Not I wasn't talking about the movie. Fuck that. As an expert on everything south of like Detroit, CJ, uh does that does that resemble Yosemite Sam in any way, shape, or form?
2: Nah. Maybe
0: a 1 out of 10 on the resemblance there? 1,
2: one out of 10. I wouldn't yeah. even give it
0: a 1. Danny one time. Danny one time.
2: Probably would have been better off going with the Falkorn Leghorn.
0: <laughs> oh, that would have been good.
2: I love me some Looney Tunes.
0: <laughs> that just brings me back to our uh, Heart of the Forest playthrough. Oh, okay. <laughs> with Colonel Sanders. Yeah, <laughs> where, where, where I did the voice of Colonel. Those, Those were <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, i say... Right, if you haven't see.
1: heard those guys, go back and listen to those. They they're are they're on, funny.
0: Yeah, they're on our YouTube,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which uh, is in the show notes. <laughs> you know what else is in the show notes for real this time? Because they weren't, we found out. <clears throat> I screwed up a few times. Is uh, the link to our Ko-Fi, which is a great way for you to support us which we would be very thankful for. We've got our various tiers there of which includes our postmortem series. What is that? The gold tier. Mhm. CJ you are uh, you're, you're a gold tier member, aren't you? Yeah, I get the postmortems
2: and the NPC of the month club. So I think that's He's the yeah, that is a
0: moon silver. silver tier. Yeah.
2: Both of which I can highly recommend.
1: Speaking of the NPC of the month, CJ, doesn't he use those?
2: I've used a good few of them to bring in some of the some of the characters that I've Loved hearing y'all talk about the podcast and bringing them into
0: the Wild West. Look at that! See, right, right from that, that is that is expert testimony right
1: there, <laughs> straight from the horse's mouth.
0: I was, trying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was. I started and I tried to, <laughs> to dodge that one.
1: I was not allowing that. <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I knew I'd just been fired again. He can fire me next. Good luck figuring out the soundboard. That's <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no that's uh, obviously the, the link there is both in the show notes and on our website which is Rage the Internet dot com
3: dot com. Dot com. Dot com
1: nice ah. yes, I love that I
0: love when we get the four in there
1: <laughs> the four. <laughs> always enjoy when the guests join in
0: right <laughs> so hey moving on to the real thing
1: alright how, how about we start a show here the wild wild west right Man, um, so I get yelled
0: at saying because I didn't try to say it funny You were like, you kind of sang it. (laughs) You did. He was like, Wild, Wild West. And we're like, no, you can't be be doing that.
1: No, you're right. But it's W-I-L-D, W-I-L-D. Wild,
0: Wild West. All right. Quality content here, folks. Fine. So. (laughs) To the Wild West. Well, this is the thing. Um, You know, the World of Darkness, not all of the games, obviously. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's a spooky ghost version. I know there's not a hunter version. But, you know, Vampire had Dark Ages. Right. And we kind of got Werewolf Dark Ages. Did we? Yes. We we kind of did. Why do, Why kind of? Why would... Let the man explain. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we got a source book for it. There was another book, but it wasn't... The point is, is we didn't get a full line for Dark Ages. Where, okay. where Vampire, they had their thing. But what we got was Wild West, which did not sit super well with me at first, like back in the day when, it, you know, I wasn't mm-hmm. in the West. I'm like, oh, Westerns, come on, I want to be in the dark ages. And I think it's funny is over the years, I've kind of flipped on that <laughs> is, is I've, I've been kind of intrigued about the wild West as a setting. And I've always in the back of my head, I've wanted to run at least a little bit. I mean, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. you know, we did our eight bit storytelling episode. Tom, you remember that when yep. we, I kind of shoehorned you into a Wild West scenario for the sake of that episode. I liked it.
2: That's actually what
0: inspired me to start reading up on the Wild West for werewolves. See, that's that's badass. That is awesome. <laughs> I and The funny thing is, I was actually about to ask you why you chose to run Wild West.
3: So, come to find out that that episode actually did some good.
1: Did, did you actually use our Mario thing?
2: I did it first, okay. and then the story just sort of started developing on its own, and it's now.
1: See, that's great. A pack
2: that is getting too much shit thrown out of them all at once for them to really deal with it. But they're trying.
1: That's still great, though. That's oh, the Mario setting. <laughs> See? Did, did do some kind of inspiration.
0: I'm, I wasn't talking shit.
1: <laughs> you can pull Inspirato from
0: anywhere. Yeah, you can break it down that simple. That's That's super cool. I didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> it's awesome to hear. So, okay, we got you to start looking into the Wild West. What mm-hmm. What kept you there? Well, one of the things that really got me into it and like
2: got me wanting to write the story for it and actually start running it, was I was bringing in a bunch of my friends who were all Dracula players originally. because I needed people to play werewolf with. So I just started pulling some of them in none of them knew anything about werewolf. And I thought, if you put it in the Wild West, yes, the veil's still a thing that needs to be considered. But you have a lot more freedom just to do the cool werewolf shit on the daily in the Wild West. Yes, maybe if the wrong people see you, you might get a whole posse of lawmen after you coming to hunt down the monsters that are living in the woods. But otherwise, you can usually deal with whatever happens if somebody sees you if the delirium doesn't take care of it. So there's a little extra freedom and just a little extra room to explore since you are in the frontier.
0: I think that's a great point because unlike a modern day game or even a game in the '90s, like we do, you don't have—you're not getting caught in camera. Nope. <laughs> like the dude at the saloon sees you in Krynos, and it's for some reason that small percentage that's immune to the delirium. Who's gonna believe him? And who the hell's he gonna tell? Right? Who gives a shit?
1: And he's at the saloon, so he's probably already half in the can.
0: Yeah. Like it—it—it it, it, it doesn't matter
1: because I mean, alcohol <laughs> back then was like gasoline. So
0: yeah, pretty damn close
2: to jet fuel. Yeah, it's got it's three weird. X's on
0: it. <laughs> well, tarnation. Oh, boo.
3: <laughs> if I would have said it, you would have just said you're fired again. Exactly. <laughs> so you get to say it No, Fuck that. <laughs> tarnation.
0: It's Wild West lingo, sir. It's just I watch. reckon.
3: Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes it
0: so much better. It does. CJ?
3: Man, I reckon you're on something with all that.
0: Boom, oh roaster. nice. That's right. He's, he's working even closer to that mute button. <laughs> That's right. I got backup from an authority on the south. <sighs> Take that.
1: <laughs> Why am I even here? That is a good question. <laughs> There's
2: a third chair that needs to be filled?
1: You want to make the drive?
2: No, nah, not yet.
1: Yeah, but it's <laughs> still a little cold up here
0: for you, probably. Oh, no, I
2: would love the cold. It be you know, watching the asphalt melt on the road in the middle of winter.
0: I feel like that's probably a real concern down there. It can be. Also, the toll roads. I've actually spent some time in Texas. Toll roads suck. Yeah. That's ridiculous. A little, toll roads anything south a will suck. But anyway, back to the Wild West. <laughs> West. Where, you know, they ain't got where no roads road. or no tolls. So Yeah, and toll roads. they, they a, pay a Toll to get on that railroad. Except the troll toll. Railroad I mean,
1: that's You can't jump on the train. That's true. You can just hijack a
0: train. Which, right now, like, that's immediately an appeal to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I just think of one of our stories. (laughs) Yeah, I did that in a modern day game, so. Which was set in Texas. How about that? (laughs) I forgot about that part. That was another thing that drew me to it,
2: was those, you know, iconic scenes from Western, whether it be books or shows or games. You can pull those off without any problem in the Wild West. You can go full shootout at the OK Creole. You can go hop a train and rob it blind, hit stagecoaches, or go full Lone Ranger and set yourself up as the law in the area.
1: The law is a little loose, isn't it, though? Because I know law back then was very loose.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the beauty part, too. I mean, you you could play the straight historian if that's kind of your thing. Or if it's not, And I think we've had this discussion around here. We've talked about other um, settings for werewolf our understanding of the past that, you know, we were just vaguely aware that the Flintstones wasn't a documentary. <laughs> vaguely.
1: <laughs> That's not a documentary.
0: See, and see, if your grasp of history is that loose, you could still do Wild West mm-hmm. in, in a more, you know, cinematic. You, you can yeah, look at... You, you go full spaghetti western if you want. Exactly. Now, yeah. for me, I, was, I if I'm going to do it, I want to go more Hollywood western. Mm-hmm. And I think a great example, because, I mean, at this point, you're looking at movies, is Wyatt Earp versus Tombstone.
1: Man, I was hoping you're going to bring in Back to the Future.
0: You, know, I, I'll be honest that that theme has been running through my head the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the whole time.
1: Just making sure. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think that's a great example because, you got, you know, these were both movies that came around the same time. They're different angles of the story of you know, mm-hmm. and one you got Costner's, you know, light up, and it, it's a very dry history ish.
3: Yeah, it's. It's kind of like it's a to-the-point, It's it, this is what happened,
0: and this is and, and, yeah, done. Yeah, and, and I'm not making a comment on either, because I think they're both good movies in their own way, but you you go to Tombstone, Tombstone is more of a Hollywood Western. I see, yeah, I know
3: exactly where you're going with it.
0: Yeah, more, it's it's less worried about the accuracy and more worried about being exciting and telling a fun story, and Val Kilmer is awesome in it, and I'll never get to say that again, because it's <laughs> Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think you look at stuff like that, or like Young Guns, which um, we've recently discovered is a secret werewolf movie.
3: Oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah.
3: I know I wanted to watch it for this episode, because, again, it is, it's that Hollywood cinematic version of Wild West here. Right. I, I just didn't get around to watching it, but it's a secret I mean, werewolf,
2: huh? And right there, Young Guns is a great bit of inspirato for a game. Have your pack being trained by their mentor, whether it be a silver fang, like Young Guns most likely would be. Mentor runs into an accident, and now it's a revenge quest for the pack. I like that. Oh.
0: <laughs> Seriously, secret world movie. Oh, man. I
3: love when we'd be able to pull those out like that.
0: But, I mean, let's let's dive in a bit more to to the setting of, of Wild of Us. Because, I mean, really, we're going to sit here and talk about it because we have a show. Yeah. You know, we have to look at the audience here, like, why would we be interested in this? What's different? What's special? Why do we care? And I mean, that's kind of, I almost, I almost am walking into this episode trying to sell my younger self on Wild West. Good luck. And why it's viable and interesting. Good luck. I mean, your younger self was very stubborn. You didn't even know me then. You had no idea. I'm just calling it out. But he's not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no idea But I mean there is You know um, Obviously We're running back technology Duh There's there's actually some interesting shit going on Again you look at Dark Ages mm-hmm. You know I could go over there Pull that Dark Ages source book And it talks about the, like the ten tribes Ten And I was furious Yeah Huh Well none of the pure ones Oh and Despite the fact everyone was alive You couldn't play as so everyone was crazy You have access to all the tribes you know Currently I mean, obviously, the Glasswalkers are the Iron Riders, which right. is his superior name.
2: I will it, agree.
0: Yeah, that is a way better name. It sounds super cool. I oh, mean, it's dead. Like already. I mean,
1: dawning of the Iron Age. What do you expect?
3: Well, not only that, but Iron it's... Iron Riders.
1: P- Fuck yeah, look out for them.
2: But it's also appropriate to that time period. Since I'm, they yes. are going with the trains. Also, just imagine that image of that Iron Rider in Glabro-Crinos just standing there using a Gatlin gun. as probably like a hand cannon. Almost. Yes. you could in that form.
0: Yes, please. I mean, yeah, that's pretty fucking rad. <laughs> I, I was nowhere near that imagery, but you just, yeah. Okay. Carrying around a cannon. Not even a gatling gun, just a cannon. i using his horse as a club in Krinos. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him.
3: <laughs> oh, shit, they killed my horse. That's, that's just, got another
0: weapon now. That's just what was in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I need a weapon. I'm going to grab the horse by his back legs, just swing him like a club.
1: Nineties, you're throwing cars, and back in the Wild West, you're throwing
0: horses. Dual-wielding. <laughs> Dual-wielding horses? <laughs> throwing train cars. <laughs> oh, boy. That was not where I was going to go, but fuck it. That's where we ended up. I know, but, yeah, I mean, there's something about the, the freedom, uh, like like you mentioned, uh, CJ, of, of the the idea that the, the law isn't quite what we know today. That, it's the that law witnesses is what the
3: lawmakers wanted it to be.
0: Right. There's there's a larger freedom there, away from the constraints of modern society's bullshit. Yeah, obviously, we go back to the tribes. You have all the tribes, the Glasswalkers, the Iron Riders. It's something that kind of bums me out, I, I will say, because obviously the white hollers have long since fallen. Mm-hmm. Long gone. No, you can't be a white holler in the Wild West. It's still, You are still many, many generations away from that fall. <laughs> it's like a decimal point in your way, plus yeah, five hundred exactly. years. <laughs> no, the croton internet mm-hmm. Right, they are gone as well. You could, you could come across the ruins of like their Cairns and
2: stuff, or find you know kinfolk who might remember that time or remember the stories from that. Yeah, they're they're gone. but, but yeah, they're long they're in, gone. I don't, I wouldn't go long gone.
3: It wasn't that far away.
0: Not compared to the Howlers, but right. Yeah. You're not secretly the last remaining. Crew. That's that's not no. either. However, and this is the thing that kind of sticks in my craw with the setting. But you can fix nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Bunyip are still alive.
1: Mm. It just not- depends on the
0: time period you want to set the game. You know, I think the 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 last of their kinfolk died in like the 80s. Hmm. Really, I think so. I mean, it was in. I believe that was in captivity earlier. Maybe it was the 20s. Either way, even if it's twenties, it's still exactly, wild west. Exactly. Either way, fits. yeah, the Bunyip are still in play, even though they're not in the wild in the Wild West books. Now, I think they have,
2: actually are in one of them. Are they as a potentially playable tribe? I stand The corrected. First edition Wild West Companion, and it it does mention because of the War of Tears or War of Shame it flips back and forth in that book. It does mention that you need a good reason because the Bunyip aren't known for leaving their homeland. But it does provide two example characters, one being somebody who was brought over thanks to the slave trade. I can see that and one worry. person who saw the war of shame going on and decided to get the fuck out of Dodge.
0: The smart guy. Get that, that. And I mean look, I mean, that that's not all encompassing. You could just be the guy who wants to see the world out there. Like that's not a fucking yep. novel concept. It's true. But I, I appreciate that, you know, with the The Werewolf 20 stuff that's out there. After all the years have passed, we have a, a greater idea of the Bunyip's toolkit, mm-hmm. which makes it a lot easier to integrate into a Wild West game if you're so inclined. And I think for some people, the fact that you could feasibly play a Bunyip could be reason enough.
3: I, yeah, I, think, I can see. And I can think of like two people off the top of my head right now.
0: Yeah, I got two or three. Yeah, <laughs> But still, I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. It's, it's an appropriate setting for them. I think that's great. But the world is different, I mean, obviously, and it's not just because of the, the technological downgrade. There's some metaplot going on in the Wild West. <laughs> the what one you, being the Storm Eater's out and about. There we go.
1: That's Yeah, that's a big one.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I loved that part of it, though. They're, they're explaining the uh, who the Storm Eater is, why he is the way he is, and, and just the destruction that it's causing. And it almost Mm -hmm. like it's the storm meter itself is
0: what's creating the rest of the setting of the Wild West. Well, it has a lot to do with it. And, I mean, we talk about Wild West, and definitely you can put a Y in that wild, because this is a time when the wild had a lot more influence, and the Mm -hmm. weaver had a lot less influence Mm -hmm. compared to what we're used to today.
3: Yeah, it's almost like the weaver's... Starting
0: that growth. Well, it definitely is. What with the uh, the railroad industrial coming up, mm-hmm. and industrial revolution well. going on, big time. Rip. That's how it's open. You would say, no. Yeah, but let's let's move back to that storm meter for a second. I mean, you know, and, you know, the thing about the storm meter is we've talked, we've referenced him a couple times in past episodes mm-hmm. because it's it's a relevant spirit. It's not something that that died in the Wild West. No, it's it's modern day games. The storm meter is still sealed away somewhere, potentially ready to break out and refuck the planet. <laughs> Just waiting. Because that's what it
3: was doing. It No, it absolutely in was. In yeah, the 1800s, that's what it was doing. It was
0: fucking everything up. Well, even before that, and, and I went back to the uh, original, the Wild West Core book, mm-hmm. and I'm, I feel like there was probably in the W-20 conversion thing uh, some retcons there because, mm. oh, you're going to hear it. According to the original Wild West Core book, the Storm Eater was a, was a worm spirit who was feeding on wild energies. Now, that's still true. Right. But uh, you know it was bound and freed, and according to Wild West, um, and I got a quote here because this is this is where we start to differ. <laughs> in the 1830s, a great tremor rocks the umbra surrounding the Pure Lands as the European takeover of one too many octana and Windigo Cairns weakens the seals that secure the Great Bane's prison. Yeah. Now, we have discussed a version of this where the death of the last Kamatots did this. Right. We have discussed a version where. The slaughter of certain groups of octana mm-hmm. weakened the bane. See the seal. There, there are different versions. Yes, so this was the one that came out of the original Wild West core book.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, because what we were reading that was that's the
3: the expansion piece, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the in the Wild West expansion, it it, it doesn't necessarily say what did it. Just it was happening around the time. Well, it, I mean, it, European expansion was happening. Well, it. it Almost said it. <laughs> it was almost. very much
3: implied. It was, yeah, all the, the... The European Garu taking over the Uctana and the Wendigo Cairns, and, like, one too many Cairns fell, and they, they don't say which Cairn, like, specifically they would fall, that well, would cause it but, like, it wouldn't matter. Eventually, at, at each one of them falling, it, it would just weaken the seal that was holding... The storm eater. And that's what would break out of his prison.
0: But again, we go back to our right. bats, bacon, and burger episode. <laughs> Three B's. That's right. <laughs> and uh maybe it's contradicted there. I mean it's, it's uh, something oh, sure, yeah. you know, there's no hard answer and you get to decide. But I thought it was important to get exactly what it said in the original mm-hmm. just for shit cigarettes. No, understandable. But I th- I think the worthier part here is that when it escaped its prison, mm-hmm. It ended up attracting a mighty weaver spirit. (laughs) Yeah, and and then the two they did the dance. They kind of combined, they fused up, and that's what made the storm eater, according to the original Wild West book.
3: Yeah, I mean, so it's like it
0: was already a bad thing, but it wasn't the storm eater. It gets sealed, breaks out. Mm -hmm. Does you know hooks up with the weaver spirit. And now it's the current problem.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, a it gets power boost,
1: right? That's just what it needed.
3: It, it really was, <laughs> like, honestly. Well, that's <laughs> the thing is it's already before it was, you know, cause obviously it's been sealed away and whatever they decide that happens, what breaks out of its prison, whether it's the Cairns falling, it's the Kamisats, whatever they decide, it was already such a powerful Bane to begin with. It couldn't be killed. It could only be sealed away, right? So, so once extra. So, so once it gets it breaks from that prison, a Weaver spirit comes to try and bind it again. They fight. It, it was what did it say? Something about like a full day and a full night before mm-hmm. the battle of those two finally ended. The Storm eater, quote unquote, came out on top, but it didn't devour it like it's been doing to the other spirits. It tried to, and when it tried to, that's when it infused. And now, it's even stronger, and it goes more again after more wild spirits, and it doesn't always devour the wild. Sometimes, it just corrupts them and leaves them. And again, forming the rest of the Wild West.
0: It's important to note, I mean, obviously, the storm meter is a massive threat, uh-huh. you know, canonically, and that gets resolved eventually, which is cool because, you know, your your players can have as much of a role in that as you see fit. That's fine. Uh-huh. But it, it's nice as a, as a background piece is something that's, you know, I think most of the meta plot it works best this way when you're not a driving factor, but it's something that's spinning the wheels in the background, which can inform how other characters, you know, NPCs, the world... How you know how the world turns around your players, but something you got to factor here too is is we have what's known as the storm umbra, which is a notable difference. Um, it, it, the penumbra, it's it's host uh, unnaturally frequent storms, and it's like it's like these wild energies. They can be kicked up by conflict, magnified by wild energy, and then the storm Eater, and its its minions, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's minions. minions. Yeah. You know through their artifact you know it, it it has its people.
1: <laughs> Why wouldn't it
0: right and um, they're they're obviously they're attracted to this but Tom you you uh, got something on this yeah
1: well, we all know how bad umbral storms get even in current day yes they, they can be nasty yeah these ones they can the ones that are happening in the Wild west they can still shatter moon bridges they can tear apart domains they can even tear holes into the local gauntlet to create what they call the broken lands.
3: Well that sounds cool already.
1: You know? Very cool and very messed up.
0: Well, well the broken I'm broken sure. lands are sweet. It, it they are fun.
1: They're they're a very big twist. Broken lands, okay, so they are sections of territory where the raging umbral storms have temporarily worn down the gauntlet to one. So this oh, shit. the this makes it so the periphery is so strong in these places that it seems as if the landscape itself has been altered. Animals and wilderness sometimes don't behave quite right.
0: Well, and and I think something that's crazy about the Broken Lands um, is that they can move. Yes. It's not a static spot like a hellhole. Like the the umbral winds can just blow, quote, the Broken Lands somewhere the fuck else.
2: (laughs) And with some of the crazy stuff the Broken Lands can do, imagine if, say, one happened to blow right over your set. Oh, shit. That could come from
0: that. Now, now CJ, have you used... uh, Have you slash how have you used the Broken Lands uh, in your stuff? The biggest example so
2: far of what's gone on with the Broken Lands... Can't go into too much details because I know some of my players are definitely going to be listening to this episode. You Mm. guys better be. (laughs) But the first one that they actually experienced was a Umbral Storm had come and blown through their sets. And in the mountains nearby, it wore down the gauntlet enough that something that had been trapped in it for a while was able to get enough movement to start tearing into the gauntlet itself to try and get out. The pack goes up to the mountain, finds this little broken land, and there's a cave here that's not supposed to be here with cave paintings and everything on the walls. That's that's cool. Holy shit. And they decide to, whether... It was a good idea or a bad idea. They decide to pull something from the gauntlet that was a changing breed from prehistory. Ooh. Specifically, a Stone Eater.
1: Oh, oh. Oh. Nicely awesome.
2: done. That's awesome. <laughs> and, like, that's one of the things with the Broken Lands that I especially like the idea of is they just, it's giving you a toolbox of, like, hey, here's a few random examples. Have fun. That's There's almost no limits. Like, you could have a town be in the middle of one of the Broken Lands at the moment. One of your players goes to Krydos. Everybody goes about their day as normal. Delirium's not affecting them. They see the werewolf, and it's like, oh, neat. Yeah, And aren't even phased. That,
1: that is what's neat about it. Like, yeah, Broken Lands, they can actually be settled. Um, you don't seem to, like, settlers are natives, they don't seem to know that something's out of the ordinary. Like, in a small town, a piano player plays tunes nobody's ever heard of in the West. But it, nobody's the wiser. They just hey. think it's natural. Yeah, werewolf shifts, nobody reacts as though affected by the delirium. They don't even notice it at all. It's impossible to predict just how the spirit has altered the rules of the flesh.
0: You know, that, that actually, that reminds me of something. Uh, it reminds me of Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Through through the course of that game... There's you... a lot of reality warping in that game. Yes, and uh, what I'm, I'm specifically bringing up the music.
1: Mm. Where, I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: where there will be covers of songs that are famous to us mm. in in that world, <laughs> in the musical stylings of the time of that world. Mm-hmm. And 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 I bring this up because it's it's kind of uh, an easy dot connect. And now a cautionary tale, because here's the thing: it seems like a good idea to do that. That sounds like, oh man, this is really cool, right? Except. The you repercussions know, to, of to, it. Well, what repercussions? Think about this. Man. I mean, I mean, and I know what you're saying because oh, because that it, it puts the thought of time travel. But but to hear like an old tiny piano version of "Smells Like Teen Spirit," for example, <laughs> if you introduce that into your game, mm-hmm. you have broken immersion because the players won't understand any significance to that. I mean, the characters won't. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just a new song that they haven't heard before. The players will go. Oh, that smells like teen spirit cuz Nirvana. And you broke immersion. And you broke immersion. Mm-hmm. Right there. There is that disconnect. Do not do that. <laughs> All right, I see why. Yeah. It will have 0% impact on your characters and 100% impact on the players. It's right. cool, but it's a very big double-edged sword. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's not how you do that if you're going to do something time, you know, timey-wimey. Mm-hmm. Like that. Tiny, whiny. That's a Doctor Who thing. I didn't make that up. <clears throat> never saw it. No, I know, but that's why I defended myself here. I can confirm it. it. At that point, if you want to do something like that, I would recommend a maybe a more advanced firearm than would be normal in the era. Okay. Or something like that, where they would know what the hell is, that they would know that this doesn't belong, that this is strange. Gotcha. Because hearing a song you've never heard before isn't strange. It's fair.
3: But knowing that a... Yeah, some kind of firearm. That's not that timepiece. That's not supposed to come out for a few hundred years kind of thing.
0: And, I mean, they wouldn't know that in those words, Mm -hmm. but they'd know what kind of magic is this. Right. I'm I'm throwing crappy lead balls in this thing. (laughs) Look at a today bullet.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that is another fun thing with the setting. Depending on when you want to place it, your technology, whenever it comes to firearms, can be very can be quite varied since you can go all the way up to 1911.
3: Wow. Yeah, there, there's actually a chart in there depending on which time, quote-unquote, time era you want to put it in. You, it's the different firearms or even rifles in there.
1: Hmm. It's when technology was really advancing in firearms, though. We went from muskets to full-on revolvers.
3: Yeah. That's yep. like I said, part of the, the... Industrial Revolution.
0: Which, which is exciting, and I have to ask, and I'm sure the answer is yes. I mm-hmm. the answer has to be yes. If it's not, I am we're we're undoing this episode. Uh-huh. And I'm going to spend the rest of the hour naysaying this fucking game if the answer's no. Well, you won't
1: naysay the next
0: part. I'm going to bring up fair enough, but CJ, before before <laughs> CJ, okay. Are there rules on gunfighting specifically? There are rules on gunfighting. See, like it has to be a yes. Yep, yeah, no, that's in there. <laughs> You can't do a Wild West game without, like, rules for the high noon fucking gun duel. <laughs> well,
2: not exactly that specifically, but oh, everybody knows those rules.
0: But there sucks. are rules
2: for pulling off the trick shots uh, that you're used to seeing in those. Like, hey, you got somebody running, specifically going just to put that bullet right through the back of the knees. They fall flat. Or shooting the pistol out of their hands.
0: Okay.
3: And there's yeah. an entire
0: gift for it. Yeah, for the trick shots, well, trick yeah. shot, yeah, that's a... Yeah, that's, that's a modern-day gift. Well, not,
3: not only is there a yeah. gift for it, there's a whole section on what to do in the... Yeah, there's, there's it's, it's got its own blurb. Again, like,
0: it had to be <laughs> slash there had better have been. It's <laughs> the Wild West. I mean, right? Right? come on. Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm.
1: Rules on the high noon battle. Come on.
0: Right?
2: Maybe out here
1: in the middle of the street. But now I
2: think about that, you could do that as a legitimate challenge
1: in the nation mm. at
2: this point, especially if you got Iron Riders nearby.
1: That's actually true. Right. Challenging yeah. to a duel.
3: I, that reminds me, you had come up with a uh, like a Philodox Iron Rider. Remember? We, he, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. Cause no, he I'm had saying a, no,
0: I don't remember. I, I'm
3: trying to remember, You. he had a weapon that he called the Judge. And it was, he takes three bullets out of the revolver, and it's, we'll, we'll let Gaia decide and your fate. And he spins the chamber. Remember that now? No, but I, I love it. Yeah. I do, too. You came up with it, so... <laughs> great. I'm I'm just remembering. Well, I'm a fucking yeah.
2: genius. Where was this? Yeah, those yeah. characters are fucking right at home in the Wild West.
3: Yeah. I just remember that his fetish weapon was the judge.
0: T- tell me more about how great my ideas are. I want to know about this. <laughs>
3: That's all I remember, and it's all necessary to talk about right now. Was it on the air? No, it was in Discord.
1: Oh, oh. It is on a air. It's, like, it. it's going to be on the air now. Right? Well,
0: someone remembers, yeah. tell me about that, because I don't recall this even in the slightest. I <laughs> don't remember is... it either. Okay, it like, I'm hearing Discord. this for the first time.
1: <laughs> anyway. S- sticking with the Broken Lands, yeah, sorry. You, you have the Stormborn.
0: Yes, you do. Stormborn. The I ones that are born in the Broken Lands. Yeah, I was going to hold off on this, but if we're talking Stormborn, we can talk Stormborn.
1: I mean, it segues perfectly. Why not? Okay. Like, where else are you going to fit it
0: The like, Garu born Later. in the Badlands?
1: No. No, sir. A- broken Lands, not Badlands. <laughs> Sorry.
2: It's, it's, it's a weird combination of spirits that create something essentially new, but you also have their own version of, like, the Fomor. That also exist in the Broken Lands that I think are also called the Stormborn.
1: That's what I'm saying. You think the Broken Lands are weird? Wait until it creates something.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Stormborn. The it's the weirdness of the savage or the the uh, the West, the Savage West,
1: the Savage West. Yes,
0: that's what it's called in the original books. It is, but I think
2: Wild West works better.
0: I, I agree. My notes threw me off. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, the the Stormborn they're they're like half spirits. Mm -hmm. and like half not and they're they're children of the storm umbra like they don't really belong in the material world they don't really belong in the umbra and um on some instinctual level they're like well aware of that which makes them resentful and violent by nature i can see that yeah Yeah. they're 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 like femori um which are not generally called femori by the Mm -mm. way in the wild west but that's not true mockeries. The, Yes, mockeries. Yeah,
1: they're heavily mistaken as mockeries too. When they're they're kind of mockeries, but well, they're, they're the also stormborn. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: they're they're like it,
1: but not. And right. Garu pretty much mistake them as a mockery.
0: Well, because they're a new thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, I was gonna say that that's
3: just because just they're new and they don't know anything about it yet.
0: Which is funny because you know they no longer exist allegedly, in the modern days. Mm-hmm. They went away kind of with the storm eater, again allegedly. So that's a fun thing mm-hmm. you can use in a modern day game, mm-hmm. especially if you're playing with the notion that the storm is starting to shake, uh, come back alive, Oof. which is suggested um, in a world of rage or rage across the world, because you know, I confuse those books constantly. How dare you name those things so close? <laughs> I don't know. You don't want the margrave on the front. It's the third edition book.
1: <laughs> it's that one. I'm not going to point fingers at anybody that names things close.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Look, there's more than one mic in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not so weird that two people would have similar sounding first names. Okay. Mute you, your mic. <laughs> you're on unpro- You put a cord in the don't jar. <laughs> no, these guys
1: can't tell their own history, they don't know it. Like, it's they don't they know their bored. origins.
0: Well, and they they have um they do all share a set of rules. For example, all stormborn or immune to delirium. With rare exception, they don't smell of worm taint. They have gnosis and uh can use it to uh step sideways, but they don't need a reflective surface. Hmm. They have the equivalent of five dots of the spirit heritage background. Because, obviously, like, Half Spirit. Mm-hmm. So because of that, they also have certain... They each have, like, a band. Are you in a band? No, not a band. A band. Like a totem oh, band. Oh, a band. Yeah. Okay. Um. Some of them have to carry straws. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's that, that set of rules that they have to... You know, and it, it, it differs between. Mm-hmm. You know, but if, like, they can choose not to... Follow that ban, but then they they get they get a uh, like a sickness,
1: like a dangerous don't
0: kind of like they lose two to their dice pool. Oh wow! And their physical attributes <laughs> are halved. That yep. sucks. Yeah, I mean for them, for them, yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's just not for following the
0: ban, right?
3: Hmm. But oh. what is the ban that they have to follow?
0: Like, thanks for listening to the podcast. It's different for for everybody. Okay.
1: He was half paying attention.
0: I know. He, he was you know what he was? he was? He was playing on his phone. No, it wasn't. Blame the Weaver. It's a fucking my little pony game he got into. <laughs> what the fuck? What's it called? Dance Magic? Yeah, just that. That's Confirmed. exactly what it is. Confirmed.
2: I do have one of the bands for <laughs> the one of the storyboards, if you want to go through it. I would love to. to I figured like yeah, it would pile
0: onto that pony thing, but yeah, yeah go on. Nah. <laughs> One of them hey, is PCJ. the devil coyotes, which
2: they look just like regular coyotes for the most part, except their eyes glow weird, their teeth are black, and they constantly have this, like, foam coming out the mouth. Fucking sweet. And
1: their main and their main
2: band is they are – it usually has something to do with hedonistic desi- delight. They fall asleep if they taste honey. They flee the sight of a normal coyote in heat, and they turn on one another if they hear a
0: young girl sing. You know what else is cool about them, though? Because <laughs> I, I have, I, I took notes on some of these, uh, on these Stormborn, because these are kind of neat. The the devil coyotes can shapeshift into whatever the fuck they want. Oh. Now, mm-hmm. So I don't mean like they go to Krinos. I mean like they can turn into a pack of cigarettes. So they're like
1: Transformers?
0: I'd say more like the T-1000, <laughs> actually.
1: Okay. No, I see. Okay. Yeah. yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, like oh shit!
3: Someone coming. Transform into a rock so no one thinks
0: any different. Yeah, they can take the form of any physical object or animal, even turn into a dust devil. They can just easy way to a, escape. Yeah, is a human or a small horse? It's just whatever. <laughs> I do like the pack of cigarettes idea though.
1: Imagine like if somebody tried to smoke that,
0: <laughs> and then boom, turns into fucking purple eyed, black drooly fucking coyote monster that just eats your face. Sweet. And they're Not,
2: also known to have a human level of intelligence. Oh, shit.
0: Not wow. in flavor country anymore, gentlemen. That's a big deal.
3: Ah. That Should have led with that, man.
0: <laughs> a
1: human level
0: of intelligence. Yeah, it's better to leave that to the end because it's more horrifying.
1: That That's
0: scary. Yeah.
1: <sighs> they're, they're your best so spies.
2: These things are dangerous
1: a pack even a single one of these things could be really bad news
0: and i mean like yeah that ability to shapeshift i mean think about what that means in terms of like laying traps or evading capture
1: this is your best spy right here this is predator on crack for the times
2: you know man imagine you actually managed to grab one of these things hold it down and all of a sudden just turns into a dust devil
1: you're not holding on to that anymore <laughs> Yeah, I was
0: gonna no right? not on much longer like a cactus. Ooh. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. And then it shifts back and runs away. Just shifts into a train. Or shifts into you. Ooh.
1: Way to mess with another pack. <laughs> right? Mess with that person's whole pack. Uh, which one's the real one? <laughs> Will a guy decide? Uh, I just see a standoff now with everybody with their hands near their hips, ready to pull their guns. <laughs> That's
0: just constantly. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea. Mm-hmm. and this is just one of them they get
3: Yeah, a whole pack
2: you've got Fuck. a huge wide range of the Stormborn and the Devil Coyotes are admittedly one of my favorites because they're just they seem so easy just to slip into an enemy encounter well
0: it's another one I like and this is less I would say less threatening useful or, or maybe maybe creepy is the Walking Sleepwalkers the waking sleepwalkers excuse me
3: waking sleepwalkers
0: yes don't wake them well they're don't waking walk up them. don't wake them <laughs> <laughs> um they look like ordinary people all right but they they wander constantly day and night and they're never completely aware of their surroundings that they, they you know they can't really tell what's real and what's not and, and they react to everything as if they were part of like a dream or a nightmare uh, the thing is, um, they're they're born obviously because like Stormborn, you yeah. know, flesh and spirit. They're born of the flesh and and the dream stuff of epiflings, so they're always in a lucid dreaming state. Ooh. You know, and being tied to those spirits of the dream, like their senses are permanently attuned to the periphery, so like they can pick out the slightest change in their surroundings, but they can't always tell if it's real or not.
3: So to them, they're always dreaming and And they're always
2: awake. Everything's either a nightmare or just a pleasant dream. Now depends on what happens.
0: Right now, generally they're kind of aware that they're dreaming, which makes their capacity for lucid dreaming, like extra dangerous because they can alter the perceptions of others, twisting that shit around. Hmm. And if they're confronted or agitated or forced to defend themselves, translucent tendrils uncoil from their spine and they lash out at enemies.
3: Whoa. It's
0: like they turn into Doc Ock. Mm. This is getting nuts.
3: It's, yeah. It's like, I almost wonder if they're even aware of
0: that when that happens. It's and, all a dream. Or it's not. Again, they're aware mm-hmm. they're dreaming. So are they dreaming this attack? Or, but I mean, imagine. A scenario where you have like a village of these no Mm. (laughs) there wouldn't be a village left wouldn't there i mean they're fine on their own and then you throw you throw a pack in there in a place now where reality is kind of shifting constantly because you're literally on the periphery or they are Mm -hmm. all the time
3: that's nuts
0: this is this is getting crazy and I think like, I think like that there's so much potential there and, um, oops, cause maybe now I'm screwing over CJ for not being able to do this cause I'm going to talk about it a whole You're lot. Fine. Sorry. <laughs> all right. You're fine. But like that idea that you wander into this little, this little town, maybe 30 people because you can get away with that shit back then. Right. In the mm-hmm. era. And they're all these, these, uh, waking sleepwalkers and you don't fucking know. Right? No,
1: how are you supposed because to know? Because
0: they, they seem normal. They just, they kind of, they're, they're kind of weird trippy and they kind of shift a bit. They're odd, they're off.
1: Like they're on peyote.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're yeah. off a little bit. But all this they weird... They shuffle around
2: slightly, eyes are unfocused. But other than that, you can't really tell.
0: Right? And But meanwhile, all this weird shit's going on in this town and they don't seem to notice or react to it. <sighs>
3: yeah, to me, it's just like, those guys are all on
0: something peyote. <laughs> it, it's, it's a weird uh, comparison, mm-hmm. but I mean, this reminds me of um, there, there's a, there was an old RPG uh, for um, the Genesis called shiny, the shining force. Never even heard of it. Not surprised. I'm a huge fan of the franchise. It sadly, it's been long dead, but there is in the first game, there's a point where you go to this, uh, this Abbey, you know, whatever story is fine, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, the place is kind of fucked up. There's some, you know, some, some kind of trippy music, you know, it's a little ominous and you talk to an NPC and then they start to follow you. <laughs> like they'll say something like, Oh, welcome to the Abbey. Okay. And you'll move on. And like, you look back and now they're, they, they've moved. They're closer. And every NPC you talk to will say something innocuous. Yeah. And, just And hey welcome, and then it starts following you like a lost dog. Yeah, and then, like, you get to the main chapel, and by the time you get to the main chapel, you find out there's um, a character there that's been imprisoned or whatever. You mm. know, you find this, like, what's this dude doing in chains in the middle of this church? And then you turn around, and the whole fucking town's there behind you, blocking the way out of the building. Oh. And, like, in that point, everyone was, like, a zombie. Or You know, everyone was dead, and it was, like, an illusion. thing. But uh, you look at that, right? Mm-hmm. And you take that level of creepiness, and you apply it to this thing, to this, this idea, this town. Like, I kind of love that. Oh, it's nuts.
3: <laughs> and then the fucking tentacle thing. Right,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Oof, I mean, and- what's, where, where where the shoe drops in that scenario? I have no idea. That's up to you. In
1: that church at that point.
0: Well, well, right, but I mean, for this, in possibly in the church, yeah, in this scenario, but that idea of them all seeming normal, but then, like, they know you're not supposed to be there, and that general eeriness slash aloofness of them
1: it just I, makes it really creepy. Right? Mm-hmm. Danny shuddering.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm shuddering a little bit. That's nuts. Now,
2: they're not always antagonistic. That's true. Sometimes they could be helpful. If you can figure out how to properly approach one, and they can almost act like a dream oracle. Because hmm. they're in tune to the periphery. They're seeing stuff that you might not realizes going on
0: it's like friendly kruger mm-hmm. <laughs> shame on you yeah, that is a shame on bit. you still made Friend, sense though it's <laughs> pretty good though <laughs> no excuse but, for that joke okay. but i'm not sorry
2: it's fine it yeah. worked just but you I, can no. do a lot with these spirits or be stormborn they're not spirits exactly
0: yeah they're their own thing and they're the, halves so. which is which i think is really cool that it is, it's something new. And at the same time, you have your your, your, your same old, um, same old, you know, <laughs> the threats from the, both the weaver and, and the worm. And I think a good example uh, of those would be the mind eaters, which are corrupt weaver spirits, which already is, it's fine.
3: I wonder if that's <laughs> what they're referencing when the storm eater would, instead of eating and devouring that spirit, it would corrupt
0: it. I don't know if that's the case with, with this particular type of spirit, but these... These ones, are, I think, are neat. And the only reason I actually bring them up is because I loved the write-up about them. Okay. is um, The quote is, they're far more intimidating in the Umbra than in the physical world. In in the Umbra, they resemble horse-sized arachnids with blackened hides and seeping wounds. Horse-sized, oh my. Yeah, which is already <laughs> rad as hell. It's yeah, really, a little bit. I don't like spiders. Right. I
1: don't want to see one horse-sized.
0: But then when they materialize, their physical form is no bigger than a tick. Huh. Yeah. And the Octenna theorized that a single mind eater might actually break up into a swarm when manifesting. So, like, as if when it manifests, there are thousands or even millions of these things in one place that scatter. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: Thanks.
3: <laughs> mind eater? Mind eater. Yeah, I could see why they would think that. Yeah, my- I,
0: I just love that description both ways. Yum. It's no. this, this horse sized fucking spider monster, and it's still that spider monster. It just shrinks down to tick size. <laughs> so you probably won't notice that it gets you.
2: Or there could be, you know, a couple thousand of them when it materializes.
0: Right? That I'm like sure. they're just latched onto your body. You can stop. <laughs> crawling around, burrowing into the skin. Yeah.
2: You thought I
1: shuddered here a second ago. Fuck. Sweet dreams, everybody. Sorry, (laughs) Melissa.
0: (laughs) That's yeah, well. (laughs) It it happens. And I think I got an example for the worm too, though. Which these things I think are super cool. And I don't believe they've appeared anywhere else. So hooray. And these are the night hunters. All right, this is cool. Like it already, like it's got a good like name. Yeah, right. Starting good. I mean, my eater
2: was cool, but it's like, oh, C- CJ, you know about these guys? I know a little bit about them. And once again, I haven't started using them just yet, but these are one of the things that I'm, I might be toying around with ideas of how to, how to make them just that much extra in experience for the players.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't blame you. These guys are bound into a small... We're we're using the word fetish, but not an actual... I mean, I guess technically, right? Because it's a spirit bound into... Technically, it's a fetish. Sure. But they possess the owner.
3: Oh, so the husk. Okay.
0: They started out as spirits of just powerful, ravenous fucking greed. And each one... Uh, was gets bound into was bound into like a like a small stone like like a talisman like a bane
1: tending kind of thing.
0: Uh, well, whether or not it was by name by it's unclear it's whether or not it was intentional or okay. as a result. But it's you know it, these, these are in stones of like precious jewels or pure gold or something. It's something of worth, mm-hmm. which is important. Might find a few of these in the abyss. Actually, that, they're yeah, in gold. That's a good call. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's even better.
1: Or the silver, <laughs> or that one silver that a road. Gold. Could be the silver too. Could with be that, with that <laughs> one path.
0: And, and there's, you know, there's plenty of j- precious gems in the EBS. That's even better. Yeah. Fucking I'm, that's that's in our world. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm taking that.
1: It's not in CJ's world.
0: Yeah, probably. But it's yeah, the thing, though. Is is you know, so they're they're bound in these these stones, these jewels, or whatever. Now. It, it they, they they call out to people, so like, so like these like talismans, if you will, right? This is the shit that's being thrown down for poker games, or <laughs> oh. you know, pulled off someone in a knife fight, or pulled out of a, a box in a bank, right? And and what happens? War could be the cause of one of those high noon duels. Exactly. Yep. And and once the dust settles, like I mean, there there could be riots over this shit. But once it settles, the body's cool. The guy left standing is the host, and they seem fine. For by now. day, they are fine. Well, I mean, you said they're they're spirits of greed, right? So this is all makes sense. Yeah, so it's like the One Ring. It's like my precious. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yep. So I mean, that's that's probably the best way to think of it, right? Um, you know, each one, you know, it's like oh, I got the ring. It's fine. I get it. Okay. So by day, they're totally cool. Allegedly.
3: Allegedly. <laughs>
0: and, and this is the last one standing. Right. This is the guy who, be, you know, the, the owner of the thing. It's, it's Gollum at that point. You know, only without being all, you know. <laughs> it's just regular Frodo man who happens to have the ring. At night, the Bane takes control. Oh, shit. Once the sun sets, the Night Hunter comes into the supernatural abilities. And, like, they'll use moon bridges to join together and Hunt is a group seeking out Garu just to get revenge, and I guess it is because they were bound into the shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, like they bane get together... and gone wrong. Right, and now they're hunting the fucking bane t- I mean, all Garu, because they don't care. Yeah. But, yeah. At that point, yeah. So, it's like... Fuck. Yeah.
1: Well, like, that's a good way to tie that in. This is, like, the first steps of Bane-tending, because, I mean, it's
0: a well, point in the past. Bane-tending's been that's true. long before that. Yeah. But this is, like... The other end of it. This is what happens when you didn't do it right or yeah, didn't do when we're it. we're working out enough the kinks or still or right. something.
1: Or this bane was just too strong for what we
0: were trying to do. Right. In this in this type of them at that point. Get together. And again, I don't want to say that again. They use moon bridges oh. to join together <laughs> and hunt Garu. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Catches
1: Garu on the moon bridges. Imagine that. To battle on the moon bridge oh god
0: it'd be like a train heist but in the umbra on a moon bridge Fuck yep. yeah. that's rad do that cj do that <laughs> write it down now cj's players don't listen to this part no, like go back and, and forget this <laughs> part. Just
1: don't listen to this episode at all
0: no no listen to this episode twice but just like plug your ears during this section <laughs> spoiler if it doesn't it doesn't help because we already talked about it but it'll make yeah. us feel better
2: Oh. just listen one to it twice neat little angle that i Started to experiment with, with these guys was, you know, they're hunters. Hunters in the Wild West, if you're going to get anywhere, you need a horse. And I was figuring, like, hey, maybe whenever they cross into um, into the Umbra, they have their mount to hunt on. And this could be the quote unquote origins to the old original trail song of Ghost Riders in the Sky,
0: which Johnny, Johnny Gash eventually did a cover of or did his what, own version of. What if of. their totem and just was that a horse? Image I mean that is that, that that is neat imagery. Also, I thought he he wrote that. Yeah, that's that's on me. But oops, yeah. Oh well, sorry. I a th- no, I learned to. Th- th- yeah, it's fine. It's a song that's been around for a while. But yeah, it it's has. just that image of like
2: here you are on this moon bridge, your pack going from set to set or whatever, and then you just have this whole posse of these night hunters riding up to meet
0: you on that moon bridge, where I'm you're supposed to be relatively ski. safe. Yeah, no, that's pretty great imagery. That now, now speaking of horses, mm-hmm. Danny was looking to know where. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, that is obviously wow. the, the primary mode of travel outside of the the railroad.
3: Which one is weird, but like, it's just going to let it go. Well, no, the railroad's no. still
0: being completed at the time. No, no I'm talking about horses. No, 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 no. We we sh- no that this is a this is a real thing. We shouldn't just let that go. Don't just hand, we shouldn't hand wave oh. that. And be, because this goes in the next question, how the fuck does that work? It's, in a world with with primal rage, where the, these horses should instinctually be fucking terrified, yeah, especially of when the predator nature around. of a Garu. Yeah, I mean, so, what, what makes that faster a, travel
1: than you and lupus?
0: Also, a good point. Well, you can get tired in lupus. This
1: is fair,
2: but there is actually a gift that is in the Wild West book called Spirit Brand, which actually allows you to, in a sense, bond with whatever animal that you're used to ride, and it will allow it to more or less ignore your rage.
0: Mm. Okay. See, it's important. And, like, it's too big of a thing to go just fucking run with it. I, I, but, it, like,
3: I didn't know about this gift.
0: Otherwise, how else are you supposed to do that? Well, which, which begged the question, mm-hmm. you know? I so didn't know the answer when you started this. It's just you riding your horse a for station.
1: eight hours. Your horse gets tired. You shift to Kranos, pick up your horse, and keep running.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you could do that.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could, I guess you could. And, and I mean, yeah, there is lupus, but let's be practical. You're if works. we're out in the unless West. Unless you're a strider. Yeah, well, sure, you can get by, but I think my, my, my the worthier part here is, and in, in personally, I'm focusing more, again, on, on the West, because you could play in the arrow over mm-hmm. in the East and be like in New York and be a fancy man if that's what you wanted to be but that's not where the fun part is, I don't, I think. I think the uh-huh. appeal is, you the know, wild, yeah, the, the wild west, right. So, but, yep. so imagine rolling into that town on foot because you're not doing it in lupus. That's true. When you get close enough to town, you're going to have to switch out of those forms yeah. into a Hamid form. So you're going to be the guy walking up to town from yeah. the desert in in Hamid. Like, oh, I just walked. It's cool. Like it's already impractical.
1: It's already people yeah. questioning
3: you. Exactly. In that whole
0: town going,
3: yeah. huh? Yeah. Wait. The closest town, other than us, is like three hundred miles exactly. away. Exactly. Like it
0: wasn't. It wasn't like a five minute trip. <laughs> you've been. You've been on the road a couple days, especially on foot. Your telegram didn't
3: even reach yet. <laughs> <laughs> the telegram shows up at the same time. I'm coming. Whoa! Please cut
0: that.
1: Please cut that. He's
0: not. Fuck. That's, that's going to be the drop at the end. You yeah. know that. Right? Damn it.
1: <laughs> you did it.
3: I should have thought that one through first. <laughs> that's
1: what he gets for opening his mouth.
0: <laughs> hey, oh, so, <clears throat> so, yeah, no, I think it what it is important, you know, and, and, I appreciate that. I mean, obviously, they had to have a solution for it. The I'm book, happy they obviously,
1: did. The core book, obviously, yeah. did write everything kind of right. Like, everything has its own thing. Obviously, the, the horse, the fatigue, all that stuff. Like, spirits. And, seems like every time we try to question something, there's an answer in that well, core book. Good. I know. Yeah, I mean, that's this is a good. very well-written core book. That,
0: that's what we expect, at least. So, mm. that, that's nice. And so, I mean, I think, oh, yeah. I think of course, you know, obviously, the, the, the Wild West has all all this potential for all these different scenarios. I mean obviously you've got the the idea of you know the storm eater and its minions, the stormborn, you've got the worm still going, you've got the the weaver who isn't obviously the threat. It's not the threat, but
3: it's
1: it's the slowly gaining power. Slowly
3: gaining power. Right. I, even mm-hmm. look at the
0: gauntlet itself how thin it is in the dangers that again can come from the wild at that point.
2: Yeah. And I mean look <laughs> well, I I mean... A little serious threat
0: here. Absolutely. Which is a fun change of pace, I think.
3: Yes, I I agree. I was going that same direction. It's a, it's a different change of pace.
0: You know, like we... I mean, I've talked about how the Weaver isn't as much of a threat, but again, I think you got to remember that that also is all relative. Because for what for what we're used to, mm-hmm. it's not a threat. But put yourself in that era where, you know, again, we've got the telegrams and we've got the weapons evolving like they are. We've got the railroads coming up, sometimes ripping through cairns. Um, You've got, you know, the burgeoning oil and, you know, all this other shit tearing into Gaia. These are new problems. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: These are problems that weren't there 20 years ago, 30 years Mm -hmm. ago, 40 years ago. So guess what? The weaver is still a problem in their perspective. Correct. Just again, to us, it's like, oh, that's fucking nothing. Are you kidding? You barely have wheels. (laughs) It, Try it's, the internet, dickhole. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. it's,
3: it's not a problem compared,
0: but but it, at the your, time, your players don't or your characters in that mm-hmm. era don't have that comparison, right? Yeah, they don't they have the book. Exactly, they didn't read the fucking book of the Weaver. Shame on them.
1: <laughs> it didn't exist yet. And you know, the penumbra too is also different compared to modern time, mm-hmm. because of this difference in the wild and the Weaver. Like certain domains are more common. And others are more rare, like blights. They're not often seen, and if they are, it's usually because of the storm meter.
3: I, I was thinking that it's got to be because of the storm meter, though. Yep,
1: hell holes are also very rare, but may manifest near vile mining operations.
0: Ooh, that's that's a that's a good point too. You know, I like the idea of, of maybe stuff down there
1: Mm-hmm. because you're <laughs> digging, and yeah. you don't know what you're gonna unearth.
0: Exactly, that's great.
1: Uh, wildings are extremely common, actually, because wilds sow everywhere. No, it makes sense. And the uh, the storm eater actually tosses them about and even grows their influence like a wind-spreading fire.
0: <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> awesome? Yeah, that's pretty great. And aside from those umbral dangers. Because, again, that's part of it. You well, know, the, umbral,
3: the I'm just thinking, like, it, it doesn't have to be dangerous. You can use it to your advantage. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, again, how thin it is. Yeah. You're. It's way easier. To step sideways. You have the element of surprise. You'd be able to outflank your enemies, like, like it was nothing.
1: Not a lot of spiral resonance yet. Resonance.
3: Right. You can even like even quick escapes. Get hit the penumbra. Get out of here. Well, sure, yeah. but I, again, even, sorry. Go ahead, CJ. Even in your biggest
2: town, even in your biggest towns, the gauntlet rating is only ever at most seven.
3: Yeah, and it's only in the biggest towns. But but, but again, you got to remember your context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's huge. Yeah. For that era. For the era, right. You know, when you're mm-hmm. going out into the desert and the gauntlet's 1, a gauntlet 7 is ridiculous. Yes, yeah, true. Yep. A gauntlet 5 is ridiculous.
1: Is there different roles like to get in through the gauntlet back then because it's 7 seems still it's, kind of not too it's the difficult. Same role. It's the same role. Oh, well, It still wouldn't yeah. be that difficult to step sideways.
0: <laughs> but
3: again... You're looking at comparing with the time modern
0: modern day, yeah. yeah, which is an unfair compare. I mean, it's fair for us to say, but mm-hmm. it's unfair in the context of the game itself. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. mean, you talk about enemies. Back to that in a second. I mean, we talk about you know, examples of Worm and, and Weaver, of course, and of course the wild stuff, the Stormborn. You also have tribal differences. Because mm-hmm. remember, what era we're in. True. So you still have the wormcomers establishing and taking Cairn's territorial disputes because everyone's still forging that territory. Mm-hmm. Everyone's and expanding west. The Actana and the Windigo are trying to defend that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got that stuff too.
2: And the Second War Rage isn't that far back at this point.
1: Oh, yeah, so a everyone's point. still kind of bitter,
0: right? <laughs> There's That's a, li- a
1: very good point.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of shit going down from a historical context that you're right there in the thick of. You know, it, it's not just Gaians versus the worm. I mean, you, you there's always the potential for for nation infighting even a modern game. Sure. But mm-hmm. it's it's there. You know, that, yeah, that, that wound is prominent. that wound is still bleeding right. in the Wild West era. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, in the Wild West era, era, the Wendigo are at their strongest. They are in their most numerous and their strongest still. And they're actively giving it all they've got to keep their cairn safe, to push the Wormcomers
0: out, preferably. Yeah, not even back. The fuck out. <laughs> yeah,
2: like that boat you came on? I'm putting your ass back on it, Silverfang. That's the Wendigo's thought process.
0: This is my land. Right. Uh-huh. Go back to your land. And while we're on it, you know, and, and I mean, I think I know the Wendigo, we all know them as paragons of calmness and peace and forgiveness. <laughs> That's definitely how we know them in the modern era, right? Mm-hmm. That, that makes that makes sense. I like
3: it? how not only did you say it, but you were very calm when you said
0: it. Well, it's much like the Wendigo. <laughs> right. So.
1: <laughs> Masters of their rage.
0: It is. It is. <laughs> it's very warm, kind of people who love everyone oh. equally. Um, <laughs> you have to keep in mind that although the Croton are still long gone. Well, not long. They're just gone. That wound is much, again. Oh, it's still fresh. Yes, it's, it's yeah. still a very fresh wound. <laughs> it's still bleeding. So they're probably going to be even more understanding and calm and <laughs> mm-hmm. forgiving than we're normally used to. And they definitely, I mean, they're not known as Fierce Warriors to begin with. Oh, okay. So I definitely wouldn't amplify that if I were running a game. <laughs> Food for thought. Right, that's all I'm saying. Yeah.
2: And you also have the Uktana at this point, who are also in the same situation of the Wendigo. And the Uktana are known for all the secrets they keep. What's stopping them to use some of those?
0: Nothing.
1: Oh, God. What's stopping them to find out your secrets?
0: Even better. What's stopping them from, say, like, making some information to some wormcomers, so they would, you know, like, go claim some territory mm-hmm. that would result in them accidentally freeing some sort of bane that the tenant would hope would wipe them out?
1: Oh, I could see that. So they do it on purpose. They just yeah. happen
0: to know how to bind that bane. Exactly. See, exactly that. You just lead them into a trap. Here's your group of Iron Riders and your Geta Fenris and your Fiana, and they're teaming up to go take this territory because the stupid pure ones can't hold it themselves. And what happens? They release... So the pure ones let that Bane go on right? purpose. They, they end up freeing Magomra, who kills all of them, ideally, so the Actana can just run back and bind them and, hey, look. Oops. Well, your fault. Some dead sh- comers. Oh, no. Mm-hmm.
1: Job well done. Didn't right? have to lift a finger.
0: Exactly. Super and smart. there's not
2: just the conflict from the Pure Ones and the Wormcomer sides. Wormcomers definitely got some uh, some issues that are being worked out in the Wild West. Oh, sure. Like, Shadow Lords were here first compared to the Silverfangs, and there's a good number of them that put themselves in positions of authority. And now you have some Silverfangs coming over, expecting to be the one in charge. <laughs> and they... <laughs> They have no ancestral backing
0: here. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> they're but one I'm of the last tribes friend. to come over. You're also at the height of the Geta Fenris pushing in, taking territory, mm-hmm. that you aren't strong enough to hold because I was able to take it. <laughs> I mean, yep. you laugh, but it's not, they're not wrong, necessarily. No, I. that's why I'm laughing, because yeah, it's no, not it's like, wrong. You, you are clearly and, not able to hold this, so now I'm taking it. So someone can hold it and it won't fall to the worm. But what they is actually that? I have
2: a quote in the book for the get offenders that I love that just sums that up perfectly. What'd you get? Maybe the Umbra wouldn't be such a stack of flaming horseshit around here. If you people had done your jobs right in the first place. Now shut the hell up and let us handle this.
0: Yeah, that's about it. You know, I'll add to that. Is it dickish? Yeah. Are they wrong? Not necessarily. (laughs) Just doing their job. Better than you. (laughs) Yep.
2: And at the end of the day, it's about doing that job. It's not about, you know, oh, hey, new land. This is ours because we're the best. No, it's
0: we're doing this to keep the worm from getting the shit. Which is something that a lot of people misunderstand about the get Fenris in the first place. Yes. You know, they, they like to attribute them to certain things, and that's silly. And kind of on that, per- whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. The get are just forceful. But yeah. they get the job done. Exactly. They care about winning the war for, like, everyone, shockingly. It's not about them first. They're just the ones willing to make that first step. Right. Uh-huh. And the least likely... Slash most likely to die defending the thing. They like their
1: blaze of glories. Wow. They know
0: they're the best best suited for it. Right. If I'm the biggest, strongest guy, yeah, I'm going to stand first in line. Am I going to die battling? I hope not, but probably. And I'm at peace with that. Because I'm dying for a greater good, for a greater cause. And that's the world not ending. So I'm on their side. (laughs) It's the Fender way. I also don't want the world to end. <laughs> it's crazy.
3: I like how you put that. That's the, and even back in the eighteen hundreds, it's still a thing.
2: Now, one of the other tribes that's in a interesting spot at the moment is the Fiana. In my mind, because they're big on their families. So much so, maybe a few old blood feuds have come over to the Wild West, and now that there's none of those silly laws the kinfolk have to follow, and the Garu can get on with this, they can settle old differences. Like, I'm seeing a Hatfield and McCoy style Uh, (laughs) story right uh, here between a couple of Fianna.
0: Which is super cool. While we're on it, how about silver fang houses that aren't in prominence over in the old country, and now they have a chance to be somebody in the new world?
1: Yeah. I can see that, too.
0: Put that right in the middle of a Hatfield-McCoy
2: brawl, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got the, the rival family Fianna going at it. Now you got to be the sore fang to step up and tell them to get in line, or they're going to end up killing themselves.
0: That's awesome. Or here's something fun, and this is coming out of my mouth. How about this pack of maybe even predominantly children of Gaia and silver fangs mm-hmm. that are holding a territory or trying to keep it together, doing their peace talks, trying to get the nation to be cool. And then an old family of silver fangs, an old house, some people in power in the old country come over. And this is and ours. Now, <laughs> yeah. And now we'll know we're the, you know, we're house wormful. Fuck you. This is all ours. We're just an exam, just throwing it.
3: Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean.
0: You know, yeah. and obviously they can't breathe poor people there because they're from the old country. But see, it ain't like that here in the new world. Yep. You know, even even your child of Gaia has got grit and is a good enough shot to get through a day. <laughs> He's had to make it this long. Right? Mm-hmm. So suddenly, you know, you've you've got that that disconnect between that old country and the new country where, you know, we, we got to stop him from taking over You know, I mean, you're on the side of the dirty, uncultured Western Garu. You know, that silver fang who ain't seen a bath in a fortnight. (laughs) Because that's just how the world is.
3: No,
2: I get it. That's why I'm laughing. And that's one of the fun conflicts to also potentially play on is the old world versus new world. For example, I've had an old world get who, one of the sept leaders in one of my players' sets he's a Galliard who can't speak His throat got cut with silver, managed to survive, but lost the vocal cords there. Interesting. Instead, he, he's no longer in a position of authority, but this very old traditional get is like, what use is a Galliard that can't tell a story that can't speak, sing.
0: And so he invented anything. interpretive dance. Ha! Huh.
2: More doing extra work with glyphs, but. The get came in, met this guy, got that first impression, and immediately is citing that litany as a philodox as well. You know, suffer not thy people to tend thy sickness. Here's a Garu who's not doing anything. He's an elder, but he can't teach properly because he can't speak. What the fuck are you going to do with this guy here? Where some of the new world get is, you can't just be telling this guy to go off on a hike because we need our numbers. You got Utena and Wendigo to worry about.
0: I like it. I'm I'm going to be honest you worried me for a second with the pause when I when I, when I brought up that interpretive dance thing.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean you, you had me for a second.
2: There is a whole thing with native tradition and telling stories through dances.
0: Yeah, but that's not what I was talking about and you know it. <laughs> but yeah. I know. You know I'm picturing that guy in like a black onesie. You know, up on stage and twirling <laughs> around and jazz hands.
2: Jazz hands. But he's in collab that, yep. yes. that would be that would be an interesting image.
0: I hope I have just cemented that in all of your heads. Even better. Razrans. Re- Forgot about the spirit fingers. It's called Umbra fingers. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, something we haven't talked about though is, is the human threat.
3: Well, the Industrial
0: Revolution. Okay, and but I think we could do better. I'm just saying, <laughs> Yeah, I see why, yeah. You know, um, obviously, we, we have a, a little someone, and I'm not looking at a timeline here, but they exist. Uh, mm-hmm. A little, little so-and-so by the name of Jeremiah Lassiter. <laughs> and he, his little company, Premium Oil, which is starting to uh, be a thing. You've got, again, obviously, yes, the the expansion aspect of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you also still have secret societies, like the Enlightened Society of the Weeping Moon. the hell is that? that sounds cool. It's a thing I'm going to tell you guys about. Paint <laughs> me <laughs> a word picture. I'm going to. This, this was a, a secret society, either actually or in conspiracy land or whatever. It popped up over the years or, okay. you know, whatever. Um, it, but this secret society proclaims to work for the betterment of all its brothers and sisters, because it was a very forward thinking movement in some chapters. The thing is, the members swore themselves to the greater glory of the worm. Oh, yay. Early Wormish cults mm-hmm. um, was not expecting worm. That's weird. <laughs> uh, they they do rituals and in um, that pay a, a misguided form of homage to to Luna,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who they think, um, or like who they build their mythology around, mm-hmm. and they consider her an aloof and unforgiving goddess, which frankly isn't. I mean,
2: it's not far
3: off. Yeah, we're not out of the ballpark <laughs>
0: there. <laughs> but they
2: also prophesize that Luna will herself descend to earth and wash away all flawed aspects of creation with her silvery tears.
0: And I love the silvery tears part. Phoebe. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, she's just going to come down and just wipe out motherfuckers, like, Binding of Isaac style. Just mm-hmm. shoot her fucking tears <laughs> at people.
2: <laughs> well, you know, with that, like, description of it, that sounds like, yeah, that's not a terrible goal until you start thinking of it, this is a worm cult.
0: Right, so it's total bullshit. And, um, it's an it, apocalypse they're looking for. <laughs> right, the final revelation, and this is a little like Scientology, or like once you're, you know, certain, like, shoulder deep into the bullshit, they tell you the truth. <laughs> but this whole deal was crafted by the Urge Worm of Lies.
3: Now I can see why it's Worm. There we go. Yeah,
0: so that's where their powers are granted from from the, the Urge of Lies and the Defy the Worm itself. And these motherfuckers actually get a form of hedge magic. Really? Yeah. And they're a little bit everywhere. And I mean I mean, obviously the levels of involvement and power uh-huh. vary wildly. But we're like a little like Fight Club at that point. Where you're gonna stroll into a town and like the barber happens to be a member of the Society of the Weeping Moon. <laughs> I'm enlightened. Mm-hmm. Well, and you he can might find a about. rally up there, right? But that could lead you into a rally. To you know, who knows what? <laughs> That's weird. as shit.
1: Run into young old man miniskins,
0: which you could totally. How great of a story would that be? Teaming up with laughing miniskins because he's not old. Yeah, man he's yet. not
1: old man yet. He's laughing miniskins. Is
0: he's, he's trying to break into and learn about the society of the Weeping Moon? So it's like a team up while you infiltrate.
3: That's awesome. That's kind of awesome, yeah. Oh, I'm, su- I'm super fucking into that
2: right now.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. You're welcome. <laughs> and
2: the number of rage rolls you're going to have to get if you're a Garu trying to legitimately break into this with, in that case, because you're going to have all the stuff that you know about Luna, you know about the auspices, just being used by these guys, thanks to some information given to them by, you know, possibly Black Spiral Dancers. Shit! Like, or even All not- of their members... Have an auspice of a of a sort of a type. I don't remember what their official uh, name for it is. For uh, lack but of a better term, I think use it's auspice.
1: allspice. Allspice. Yeah. There we go.
0: <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think you know these these kind of societies are are excellent. It's, it's just it's more to play with. Oh, it, it adds flavor. Yeah, and
2: you don't have to use the society of the Weeping Moon necessarily in this age, the Victorian age is going around go, going on. And that's the height of new new interest in occultism and spiritual enlightenments. So these kind of organizations are <laughs> popping up everywhere.
1: Well, and you got like Freemasons and right? Those and there's like, actual ones, so
0: yeah. It, yeah. And like who's to say that some of these aren't beneficial? And some of these are just misguided, and some of these are completely harmless. And I think that's something fun to play with, too, because there's a section, I don't remember if it was the companion, the W20 companion or the actual, the original core book, but they talk about hunters, which to an extent have existed in every version of Werewolf the Apocalypse before the actual hunter, I mean, up to and including the actual hunter game. Before the game, right. Right. So we're talking about people who that small, what, 0.8% of the human population who's immune to the delirium, Mm -hmm. who, you know, I'm going to be a werewolf hunter, and that's cool, but something I love about those is that they're ultimately ineffectual and shouldn't be taken seriously because <laughs> he's like a dude with a shotgun, mm-hmm. but you can still do that. And the fact of the matter is, is they might be more of a credible threat in the wild west era. Do you have to worry so much about silver bullets? Well, I think the, the folklore still stands, but yeah, the it-
2: uh, folklore is still
1: around and there's a lot
2: of folklore of things you got to kill with silver bullets.
0: And while we're on it, I mean I wasn't around then. Mm. But I'm gonna go on a limb and assume that um that type of uh let let's call it the folklore, the the these bullshit stories mm. are probably way more widely believed. Probably. I think it's far easier to accept that there's a werewolf in the hills back then than like today.
3: Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> no, getting left off it. the
0: stage today. But I think a lot of people would take stake in that kind of shit back then. There's a Sasquatch over there. Well, there's a lot less there to disprove. Exactly. So that superstition, I think, is stronger, which makes it a thing.
2: And maybe the society of the Weeping Moon spreading out that information and just playing on those superstitions even more. Maybe they sponsor a few hunter groups at some
0: point. Oh, got even yeah, like a posse, a posse, Mm -hmm. because right. Got to bring in the wild west. time appropriate. I get it. I get it. It's time appropriate. I think that's a thing to embrace. Have fun. Play, play, try, try it out. Do, do even, here's a thought. If you're playing a modern day game, do like a couple parter, you know, two, three parter set back in the wild west era, maybe focus it around a past life of one of your players one of them, you not mean, all of them, because it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. improbable that all five of them, like all of your grandfathers were best friends, <laughs> <laughs> right? But like one of them and then have everyone else make, you know, that it's that pack and here's an adventure and here's how this will tie back to the modern day even.
3: I can see that way going. You know,
0: that that's a great way to just dip your toe in the water and see if the setting's for you, but, you know, embrace it, have fun with it because you could have a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of shit there. I like.
1: Well, there's not a lot holding you back.
0: Right. There's there's a lot. Uh, there's fewer constraints.
1: Mm-hmm. Get a lot more
0: freedom with everything. Yeah, a lot more you can play with. You know, and I mean, you could even go nuts and and maybe don't tell your players this, but but have uh, allow room for them to change history. Maybe they kill Jeremiah Lassiter and Pentex never becomes a thing. Ooh. Huh. No, I'm not saying. To a time travel game where that happens. Right. But I'm saying that maybe a lot for the fact that you know the history of the meta plot isn't set in stone.
1: Mm-hmm. Stop Abraham Lincoln's assassination.
0: Or his birth.
1: Or his birth. Or oh, maybe, that would or really much with, with them while
2: you're hunting vampires.
1: There you right? go. There yeah. you go. He
0: is a vampire hunter. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, maybe the silver fangs are pushed back to the old country. Oh, and never come over to the new country. Right. I mean, that's that's my point is you could do
1: anything. Right. There's a lot more freedom in it.
3: It's it's impressive how much information and extra stuff they've put into like just the setting alone, to be able to do that. It's a brand new game at this point.
0: You know, yeah, it's one of those things that the more I looked into it, the more interested I was in it. The more fun that could be had. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I definitely endorse tried it out. You know, I, I, I know I want to at some point
1: because we'll stick with our famous saying.
0: Ring the, the future of Werewolf is, is in the past, past. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's certainly Fair. true Fair mm-hmm. But uh unfortunately That's about the, the time we got for today CJ thank you for joining us It was a blast uh, We'll get you back yeah What do you think
2: Oh yeah it would be a damn good time when we can do that
0: Alright See, So this is not the last you'll hear from this man <laughs> um, So again once again thank you CJ So on behalf of everyone here at Scratch Wolf Studio Tommy Dixon, Daniel Tyson, we want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep your claws sharp. Your are heading swivel. We'll see you. I'm coming. Whoa.
3: Please cut that. Please cut that. Please <laughs> not. It's gonna that's going to be a that's sound to be the
0: drop at the end. You yeah. know that. Right? God damn
3: it. <laughs>